Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock. going up to the there's a food truck that you sell the food you know they do that a lot of the breweries and stuff like that so uh, people gotta eat right especially if, especially if you're gonna be eating drinking you know so she's over there and uh i'm just watching her not not a bad looking woman but she's touching her ass i get it. okay do you got an itch what's going on you, you got something going on back there i don't know maybe you didn't wipe well i don't know and uh she just keeps grazing her ass I'm like, do you need a hole so you could, like, get back, get in there and dig that out? Or are you wanting to pleasure yourself with the smell of the food? I don't know what's going on. That would be hot as fuck. It would be hot, but, I mean, you're in public and she could have got arrested. Arrested by me and my prick. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, your prick's going to arrest something. You're the one that's going to get arrested if your prick's out again. That is true. All right, guys, I have a great show. I just want to do a quick intro because I didn't get to drink a beer uh, when I was doing the interview you're about to hear. So you're about to hear an interview with uh, Shape of Water. I had them on the Genghis and Ragman show back in the pandemic. So I got to talk to Rox and Luca again, which was very cool. Uh, really dig those guys, and they're doing a lot of stuff musically that's very cool. You're going to hear a lot in this show. Uh, it's a longer show tonight, so there's not going to be much of me. So, Mr. G, give me a beer.
Damn, dude, you didn't last long. It's been a few weeks, you asshole. Why am I an asshole? You didn't afford my budget to go to Europe with you, you prick. Hey, dude, that's not on me. That's on my cheese. I know, I know. Let me let me do this real quick. So today I've got the Moonraker. Uh, Moonraker is actually the, the brewery. Uh, Moonraker Brewing. Uh, and the beer is called the Hermit. It's an India Pale Ale. Uh, 7% ABV. There's really not a lot of notes on this, but I know it's an IPA. It was recommended. I got it on my travels in California a while back, uh, but the can's really cool. I mean, the um, the logo is like the Moonraker logo from the James Bond films and stuff like that. And then you've got this like hermit guy, which is pretty fucking cool. Uh, just this <laughs> creepy old man, looks like Santa Claus with sunglasses on, kind of looking over a ledge like, Hey, what are you doing? So, uh, appearance of the can, I really dig it. Uh, I give that a four. Let's pour this bad boy. Uh, so this is gonna be a hazy. It just says IPA on the front, but uh, looks like a hazy. It's really a pretty beer. Uh, let's see here. We got a bit of head there, like that over there. Oh my God, this thing's beautiful, man. Uh, very orangish in color. Uh, and then the head, there's a rich, creamy looking head on this bad boy. Not a, a barely any lacing on the glass sticking. Uh, just a big creamy head. So I'm going to have to give it a four. Oh, shit. I see where this is going. All right. Let me smell it. Very citrusy. Kind of sweet notes. Smells like it's going to be creamy. Uh, let's do a little clinkage. Hmm. It's not creamy like I thought. Um kind of bitter it is citrusy there's a there's a good dose of citrus in there um hmm it is kind of a bitter finish it's, it's a little bit off-putting uh it's good it's solid i don't want to say that it's not but it's it's uh i have to go three and a half going three and a half on this bad boy but all right you get your beer let's all get a beer and let's listen to shape of water before we do, we're going to play you a song before we get into them. How about let's play some Shape of Water. Why don't we play uh, Scars? Hi, this is Rox. And this is Luca from Shape of Water. And you're listening to uh, Rockman Show. What's up? I just got back from the UK and I'm talking to some friends from the UK. They're actually from Italy, but they live in the UK now. So I don't know how that works. Italians in the UK, they're going to tell us. And we've talked to them before on the Genghis Arrivements. It was a bit a little while though. But being in the UK, I was in Scotland. I was in Aberdeen. And it's the first time I ever saw the fucking sun. 
in Scotland. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I'll ask you guys because I went to London one time. Oh, shit. I should tell you who we're talking to. We're talking to Shape of Water. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> we got Rocks and Luca. Um, but so I go to Scotland for business and stuff like that. And I usually go around November and the weather's shit. It's cold, rainy, windy. And I've been to London one time and the weather was kind of like that. Every once in a while you get a little bit of sunshine and then the shit's weather would come through and then it would cool off and then it clear up. And so is that just normal for the UK? Well, actually, we don't know what are you talking about. The reason why we moved to England, it was because of the nice weather and the nice food. So... <laughs> really? But you're from yeah. Italy, Luca. <laughs> Dude, I, I was... <laughs> Go ahead, Rox. <laughs> He's only joking. <laughs> oh, okay. No, because I... So I started my trip in Italy, and I flew into Rome and drove to Pescara. And I was thinking beautiful Italian women bikinis it's summertime and it was fucking cold there it was like what 15 degrees see really? yes. yes i think this is the climate change they are talking the, the, about the, 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 <laughs> yeah. Weather, weather, yeah it's definitely so to be fair i'm not sure so you, you, did you say you see you, you you saw the sun in aberdeen that's yes very, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> no but it's that's it's rare very strange it's very rare of course <laughs> uh but recently to be fair in the last few years, and especially this year, it's to be fair, it's been summer for a month. Well, now not for a month. Come on, three weeks. <laughs> well, three weeks, three weeks, four weeks, a month is the same. We had full three weeks of summer in England, so we consider ourselves lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, everybody was complaining about the heat. I'm like, fuck. I'm from Texas. It's hot as fuck here. It's like 40. It's been 40 like for a week, and I was like. It's like 25 out there, and yeah. it's a little sunny. You get in a tree, a breeze, you feel great. But I'm still sweating fucking bullets because this is what I do. I'm from Texas. So. No, honestly, people here in England, where you, when it's like 26 degrees, it's like, oh, don't let the children go outside. We need to do something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> because they're not used to it. I remember talking to someone um, I knew that they said in September it used to be a really winter. Uh, like 20, 30 years ago, and now in September it's like. Well, come on, it's winter now. Well, come on, <laughs> it's twenty degrees. When you say winter, it's like five degrees. I mean, twenty degrees uh, in Italy is in November. <laughs> well, I have to say, when I was in Pescara, the women there were stunning. I would say, out of eighty percent of the women, they were all eight to nine range. Beautiful. <laughs> Why we, did you leave Italy? No, <laughs> we actually we actually we come from near Pescara, so we actually yeah. yeah. And the food was amazing. I got this one thing. Maybe you guys can tell me because I, I went to this restaurant. I didn't know what it was. It was this noodle about one inch around, and it was like six foot long, rolled up in a bowl, and they poured like a, a meat sauce, like a bolognese sauce on it. Fuck man, it was so so good. Yeah, definitely bucatini. Bocatini, yeah, okay. What? Yeah, Why yeah, they do it. They do it very long. Uh, ah, I see. I'll try that. <laughs> but it was, it was delicious, and I actually have some friends in Pescara now. So there's a beer bar there called Shaka Brew uh, that we hung out at. So we actually go in next week. Yeah. For, for for a couple of weeks to to our hometown, which is again is really close to Pescara. It's like um, one hour with the car. Yeah. Really? Okay. So if you go. 
I don't know if you guys like beer. You're drinking Jack and Coke, so. <laughs> or whiskey and Coke, whiskey and Coke. But uh, there's a place called Shaka Brew, and uh, I've got some pretty good friends there, a guy named Alessandro and the uh, beer tender, Ivan. Uh, so you see him, he's got long hair. He's a bass player, actually, and they play all over Europe. Uh, they do Greek covers. They do. It's weird. They can sing in all these different languages. I don't know how they get it done, but it's pretty interesting. But he's more into, like, jazz and blues and stuff like that. So probably we should have a go. Yeah. Well, what go was there and drink something. What's the, what's the name of the place again? Shaka Brew. Shaka Brew. Yeah, very cool. So, hey, you guys are here to talk about music. So let's talk about some music. Uh, the last time we talked, it was on The Great Illusions, and it was during the pandemic. So it was very interesting. I found you guys in a was just fascinated by your style of music uh, with interacting more alternative vibe with like classic rock by Pink Floyd and some areas Queen all sorts of stuff going on so it's really hard to pin down your sound I have a question before we get into what you're doing right now you guys had a band called the Lotus yeah I have to ask you what was the style of the Lotus was it what you're doing with shape of water or was it like something totally different And then after the Lotus broke up, you're like, let's be more experimental. Let's really open our mind to music. Well, it was already experimental, the Lotus as well. I think it's always been in our nature to understand and compose music in that way. But we were five heads in the Lotus. So there was, let's say, a more progressive metal vibe. vibe. Uh, it's so it's well to be fair it was pretty much uh, you know pretty much so it was very similar to shape of water but again as luca said it was you know bit heavier uh, and sometimes so we were kids when we started that band and it was a bit hard to um come to uh, an agreement even for a song so oh wow you, you could you could really here then that song had really too many influences like too many oh too okay many. because obviously it was each member of the band were, were uh, very different in terms of taste so anyone wants to wanted to put their little effort for each song yeah. and we came up with these giant monsters <laughs> <laughs> but we are, to be fair, we, we seem very happy about that but then at some point when we moved to uk It, it starts to be a bit difficult to manage, you know, because uh, some of us, well, us two were in the UK, the other the other guys were in Italy, and it was difficult. Uh, it was difficult for everything, and at some point we decided, I think we need a fresh start. Uh, oh, okay. And and also, especially me and him, we always we always had uh, a bit more, you know, uh, when it sort of be better each other uh, in terms of everything, and you know, obviously musical music wise. It was easier for the both of us. Why do, I have a question to that. So how many guys were in the Lotus? Were it like five? Five, yeah. It was five, so, five, at the end, what, we're four. But yeah. anyway, four, five, four, no more than five. Well, I'm curious. That, can you have too much creativity to where a band can't work? Because everybody's, like you said, look, you're, everybody's trying to put their two cents and their stamp on a song. Yeah, and uh, at the, in the end, you... You find yourself with a lot of compromises. Yeah. That is uh, basically not my idea, not his idea. The idea 
of no one. Sometimes you were happy, sometimes you were not. Yeah. Well, you guys definitely have a chemistry, so it's cool that you guys branched off and moved to Manchester and created Shape of Water, and it's basically the two of you writing everything, and you have a drummer. I guess I don't know if he's a full part of the band or if he's still kind of a studio guy or tour guy. So it's still it's a tour guy, but it's kind of part of the band, but he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> hmm. I, it's Tell him not to listen to this show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, but he's a, he's a super nice guy. He's a friend now, and uh, yeah. we, we really love to play with him. So he's, you know, slowly also, um, we're trying to, to involve him a bit more in the in the composition, but, you know, for now, the last, um, you know, the final decisions still come to the both of us. That's it. Yeah. And he's, uh, I always struggled in life to find someone that can party as hard as me. <laughs> and he does. He does. Oh, so. dude. Well, we got a party, brother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you go to Manchester, you create Shape of Water, you've got... Actually, you had a single that came out first, right? You did an Ultravox cover, yeah. uh, Dancing with Tears of My Eyes. And I heard that for the first time yesterday. And I was like, wow, this is fucking poppy for them. And it wasn't <laughs> like Shape of Water stuff. So I, I put on the Spotify just to refresh, you know, uh, all your music for me. And I heard that. I was like, wow, I like it. It's different, you know. And I know you just did another cover we'll talk about a little bit later. But how did you pick that song? Was it just a song that you guys had loved? And you're like, let's let's try this. songs were parts of what we were doing with the Lotus so meaning dancing that dancing with tears in my eyes was a cover we've been wanting to do for a very long time since we were with the Lotus oh okay <clears throat> at some point we said you know what let's do it mm. let's like, let's do it <laughs> it's just it's time for us to do it now and uh, yeah oh nice now it's very cool man I like it it's got it just a good poppy vibe 
And I, I thought it was you guys until I looked it up, did my research. I was like, oh, shit, it's an Ultravox cover. So I'm more rooted in hard rock heavy metal like we've talked about in the past, but I do have alternative stuff I listen to, like The Cure and bands like that. But it was very cool. So Great Illusion. We know this record. We talked about it. You have the brand new one. I yep. want to know uh, what is the difference. I know the difference. I want you to tell me what the thinking was with the new record opposed to the great illusion where the great illusion was more, I think stemmed in more of a classic rock vibe, but with newer influences, it wasn't dated or anything like that. There was a lot going on. It's again, it's hard to pin you guys on what you do, but this new record has a totally different vibe to me than great illusion. So what is the thought process? Well, I think, that it came out differently just because it's been uh, basically totally written uh, during the pandemic. So we had a lot of time at the desk. We were sitting uh, (laughs) and obviously everything was slowly paced. We had more time. Uh, So this is the reason why I think the album comes with these lyrics. Uh, is, is less stadium rock, let's say. Yes, yes, because yeah, the Great Illusions had that, and I guess I should have said Amor Fate, the new record, uh, and you can tell me what that means, because I guess that's in Italian or Latin, uh, but this record's a lot different. I like it. It's going to be one – oh, shit, I interrupted you. I'm just going to say it's going to be one that really grows on you because it's very deep. So I'm sorry, Luca. You have the floor again, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> I talk a lot. You guys know this. And so Amor Fati is the Latin for love of fate. And uh, the name came by Rox. Yes. So basically what happened is we, we, when, we, when Great Illusions uh, was released, um, obviously we couldn't um, promote it as we wanted. Um, so we, to be fair, we started straight away thinking uh, about new one. Because that was the only thing that was the only thing we could do. Uh, but we were at that time we were really scared because literally Amofati is the first uh, music we we written as Shape of Water because Great Illusions. Oh, okay. Yes, Great Illusions yeah. was most of it was part of you know the Lotus and some things we written before uh, Shape of Water um, were born. But Amofati was you know we were trying to to give a stamp to give a, a mark of what we are um, and that was difficult but uh, at t- some point we realized well actually we now have an album an album um, and what, where were we going with this and, <laughs> and I think in Amorfati we did a lot of work especially with lyrics because we wanted Amorfati, to yeah. be honest mm-hmm. and talk about something that we really felt with that we really feel and so we spend a lot of times on lyrics because it talks about real life basically yeah it's definitely more personal mm. the reason why we, we call it uh, amor fati is because obviously love of fate um i was inspired by this tv show uh i watched on bbc and it, the tv show is called Debs. not sure if you've watched it um, it talks about obviously. Um, 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 oh, I forgot the name of the uh, determinism. The, uh, yes, determinism, <laughs> uh, and how it's Nietzsche. It's Nietzsche, yeah. 
and how you have to accept life uh, as it comes. Uh, you know, whether it's bad or, or, or good, you have to accept it. Um, and that's because we basically, what we were trying to say that in those um, days, there were a lot of things going on for everyone, obviously not only us, so the pandemic, then we went through a lot of very difficult times, the both of us. Um, so to be fair, the album was a kind of um, way for us to heal, um, like a response, auto, auto response to heal. Um, and that's the reason why we called it uh, Amor Fati. Yeah, basically, we didn't have money for therapy, so we <laughs> in this break. Well, you know, that's funny because my podcast has turned into my therapy where I talk about my love life and all sorts of stuff. Once this microphone's on, I turn into a different person where I just pour out my feelings and, hey, if you want to listen, great. If you don't, at least I feel better. So the microphone's my actual therapist. I don't have to pay it. So it's a lot cheaper than going to see somebody. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I do have a question because uh, – Back in the pandemic, it's got to be really tough for you guys because you get this record, you get the deal, the world shuts down, and you're like, fuck, you know, we can't go support this thing. I know you did the live stream stuff, but do you have any kind of fond memories of the pandemic? Because in a weird way, I was going through shit. I was going through a divorce. I had to live under the same roof with my ex-wife or it was a problem uh, losing more than I she, I got fucked anyway, but I could have got fucked worse <laughs> and not in a good way, not in a good way. But, I, you know, work had slowed down. I mean, you could turn on the computer for 15 minutes, you're done. And then I started exercising, got in shape, and then I really dived into the podcast where we guys, we got to meet uh and started putting out a bunch of shows so i actually have fond memories of the pandemic even though it was tough i started cooking i was doing all sorts of stuff that i couldn't do because my life was so busy now that life's busy again it's getting more challenging i'm like god i kind of miss that a little bit i there's parts i do and i don't right so i honestly miss it though. <laughs> <laughs> um, we to be fair because we used to live very well, we still live very close to each other. But and at that time, um, literally, we're like two minutes walking from one each other, uh -huh. so we could potentially, you know, we, we were we were seeing each other. So it, it, I know, even if we couldn't technically, but we were literally one next to yeah, each other. Yeah, one next to each other. So, so we had a really long, long, long time to work on stuff and have fun and and not going to your daily job. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that, that was a, yeah. The main point. Um, so it, we actually have a lot of uh, fun memories of. Uh, yeah. But then you went through a divorce too. I uh, no, it wasn't oh, a divorce, but uh, it wasn't a divorce, but it was a very difficult breakup. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's uh, that also was obviously one of the reason of the album coming out with that name, with all those um, kind of you know themes. Um, well, I tell you what, let, let's talk about one of the songs, and it's the first single that I heard, The Snoot, and it kind of went back to Great Illusion, where the, the riff is kind of a funky vibe. I like the funky part of it. I love your solo, Luca. Uh, it. It's just very tasteful. And then you go into this jam band thing at the very end, which is very cool, and I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but I had to rewind it three or four different times yesterday, and there's a part when, in the jam part 
that I heard a little Iron Maiden call me crazy, like something out of Bribe the Ancient Mariner, which was kind of like that. I was like, I wonder, I don't know if that's a nod to Maiden or if it just happened. I mean, stuff happens, right, when you're writing music and you may not hear it unless someone says it. So tell me about this new, and I love the song because it does, it takes you on a journey. And you like it. It was so funny when I, I thought it was ending. I'm like, holy shit, it's not done. There's this cool jam thing at the end. So tell me how that song came together. <laughs> okay, the song, uh, we started writing the song with some fans on uh, YouTube. It was it was a test, we were doing a live stream as you said. Oh, and okay. Test of us writing a song with uh, uh, fans. That's came, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And we came out with the riff basically from that section. Then we started to work on everything else. We basically, we had the music first that sometimes is strange because becomes with lyrics, lyrics and music together. This time we had that song. basically song, that bass uh, with no lyrics. It was impossible to put any kind of lyrics uh, on top. Uh, and then one day I was here at home. Okay, I went through some addiction problem. The songs, the song obviously talks about cocaine and how hard it is to come out. When you want to, because you can leave her, but she doesn't leave you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I've heard that. So I just remember I was on my computer and I said, "Okay, let's see what my mind says." I just went like in free conscious streaming, and the song came out. After we had the lyrics. Uh, we decided, uh, I, I was always playing with this riff that became the end of the song, like, ta -ta -ta -ta. and I, I used to do it with the classic guitar in a kind of uh, old West style, like, yeah! Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, a kind of banjo things. Yeah. <laughs> and <What>? so, <laughs> yeah, I decided to put, I, I asked, actually, I, I was like, uh, do you think it's nice that we put this at the end of the song? So we tried once with Tom as well in the rehearsal room and it was sounding amazing it's just because when when the song is over when you are when you think you are free from the cocaine you are like oh yes it's two months i'm not touching it and then at some point here she is again dun, da, 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 and then starts oh. again and so that was the meaning of the very ending oh wow interesting interesting 
det är en funny story about the video på den Det är en very funny story about the video. Ja, 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 come on. Okay, so basically we had this very lucky gig in Scotland. Exactly, well, a year. A year and a month ago, yeah. 13, 13 months ago. <laughs> and it was a super beautiful gig. Uh, Scottish people, we were, lovely people. We were headlining for the first time and it was sold out. We couldn't expect it. We didn't expect that. I mean, it, was a, it wasn't a, a, a huge place, but it was right. sold out. It was amazing. Yeah. Actually, honestly, honestly, one, of the, one of the best gig we ever done. And uh, the same night, six hours of driving, we come back to Manchester. And the day after, uh, we rented this studio for the video. Yeah, for shooting the video. For the shooting night. the video. We were shooting the video. In a certain point, uh, I have a phone call and it was the Scottish police. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they were like, uh, Luca, sorry, I think we need to talk with you about something that has happened yesterday. And I was like, guys, we were drug free yesterday. Yes, we were. So what's up? And so I said, okay, this is the address of the studio. You can come here. And they came here while we were recording. I was dressed as you can see me in the video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they came and they were like, um, okay, Luca, you are under arrest. Oh, I was like, I was like, for what? And they were for raping someone last night. That's yeah. And that wow. that, that is true. And I no, said, no, wait, wait, it's not true. It's not true. It is absurd, but the story is true. And I was like, okay. Obviously, in the beginning, I thought it was a joke. Uh, I, I was with a smile on my face because it was honestly absurd. But then they put me in the car. They bring me back to Scotland without one minute of sleeping. They, I, I, I wanted to, I, I asked them, may I know who I rape? <laughs> Just to understand. And I start to, inside of me, I was basically going very hard on uh, any girl in the, <laughs> in the world. Why a, a stupid... Yeah, I, I wouldn't say. <laughs> okay. Why a stupid girl should say something about me? And so, after six hours in a cell, they came and they, they were like, uh, oh, are you ready to talk now? I was like, yes, of course. Uh, so, are you going to tell me who I raped? And they were like, okay, this old man that is 65 years old. I was like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> are you joking? Are you joking? <laughs> and then they obviously asked me if I wanted to have a DNA test. And I was like, fucking hell, now I want it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this thing, obviously, when uh, when they released me the day after, they were like, okay, we don't have nothing to press charges on you, so you can go back to Manchester with no clothes. They left me six hours away from Manchester with no clothes. Oh. They, they said, you had 160 pounds with you in your pocket, so it means you can go home. And I said, so you are leaving me just like that in the middle of nothing in Scotland? They were like, yes, we don't have the phone to bring you home. And so I had to take thousands of different trains with no phone, with oh, nothing. Shit. I just arrived in Lancaster with my last pound. And I, I, I was super amazing because I didn't break all the time. And there was this vending machine and I had my last pound. And I, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to have a bag of M&Ms. I put the pound in and the machine stole my pound. Oh, shit. That figures, right? <laughs> and I started to cry over there because... It, Ah, I was dressed as a villain of the 80 movies <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the 
prison uh, clothes on me. Uh, that was awful. And last train I catch, I really needed the phone because I wasn't able to call my girlfriend that was alone at home with my baby. She didn't know what was happened to me. And so when the... Uh, how is called the controller, uh, the, the ticket guy in the train. He came to me and he was like, uh, can, can I see your ticket? I gave him my ticket and I was like, sorry, can I use your phone? And I and I basically told him everything that was happened. Uh -huh. He just started hugging me and he said, no worry, no worry. All cops are bastards. <laughs> 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 oh, was like, Thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. That sucks, man. But hey. <laughs> It's going to fuel for another song, another great song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we probably still have another song. Oh, uh, probably, yes. I have a question. Is As far as when you guys are writing music, is it easier to come up with the, uh, the music itself or the lyrics? It sounds like uh, sometimes the lyrics are a bit more harder because you can't figure out where they're going to go and the melody that you want to convey with the lyrics. To me personally, it's much harder to come up with lyrics. Um, and for me, it's exactly the opposite. Really? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just uh, because I, I always want to try and find the best, um, you know, words that go, and also not, not only the words, also the melody, because, you know, it, it's, you know, I want I always want to try and make it, make sure that it is um, not catchy melody, but at least it's something that, you know, people can remember. Mm -hmm. And also, it's that I like it, and also the I want also make sure that lyrics are, you know, good lyrics, not 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 like, uh, you know. I normally write a lot of lyrics, uh, a lot of things. Uh, so for me, when it comes to make a song, sometimes I try to find uh, a musical idea that match my lyrics, what I want to say in words. Okay. Okay. I get that. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I want to bring up another song. Well, actually, before I do, this record, again, it's got a different vibe than the last one. And, and now that I know that some of that was left over from the Lotus, it's interesting. So with this one, it's, I don't know if it's a concept, but it seems like there's a common thread with the songs where they all tie in together really well. Uh, is there a concept behind this or is it just, Maybe the lyrics kind of tie things together, but musically it seems like it flows very well. Well, we always worked on the on a kind of a concept. Even Great Illusions, technically, yeah. is a mm -hmm. it's kind of a concept. It's not a concept album, but there is a a whole like kind of vibe that that goes through the whole the, the songs, the lyrics, and music as well. And yeah. same for Amor Fati. Act to be fair, Amor Fati actually I think is even more um, structured from that point mm -hmm. of view in terms of, you know, kind of same concept, same vibe, same, not some lyrics, but same um, themes. And even because uh, we do songs that are very different one from another, so you have to find the common line, you know, the, the golden line in order that who's listening for the whole album, it doesn't seem like the album from the Queen, let's say, no, the album from the Queen, they are very like that. But when you listen to Pink Floyd, you can listen to the album from the beginning right. to, the end. to the end, like a journey. And we like this idea of the journey. 
with an album. You know, when you are driving, you put songs one and then you listen for the whole with the, the whole album. Usually, we take a lot of time to decide the, the order of the, the song track list. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. That that's a question I I, I usually ask is you know how much thought is put with the track listing and how the songs flow. I think the way they flow on the new record, they they everything gels really well. Where it kind of upbeat in the beginning and then slows down towards the end, and uh, like you end the album with "Words of Eternity," which may be my favorite. It's just it's a really heartfelt. A lot of feeling in that song. I love it. It it reminds me of something you would hear a little Beatlesque-ish, maybe. Uh, but just a really powerful song. Kind of tell me about that song. I really dig that one. So that that is one of my favorite in terms of uh, meaning. Um, it's it's a song. So when I wrote that song specifically in terms of what well, lyrics, because the, the the music I'll tell you about that later. But lyrics is um, obviously before COVID. Actually, between uh, 2019 and 2020, uh, I lost um, a very a special person of mine. Um, so that song is um, it, it's it's like um, trying to remember that person with the words that, that the wise words that person was saying to me, and um, so I, I I will say I probably applied that 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 um, experience to anybody else that will have, you know, um, some person they, they've lost or, um, yeah, so to be fair is, um, it, it talks about loss. Yeah. 
that's pretty much it. And the music instead is is interesting because we. Oh, to be fair, now think about it. That's the only song the only song we wrote before Shape of Water. Or if it wasn't before Shape of Water, it was really at the beginning. Not it was at the beginning of Shape yeah. of Water. We were in, in very beginning. We were really we just started a band. It was in, in, in the rehearsal room and we started jamming. And I came up with the riff. The pam 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 pam. Yeah. We recorded it just you know because we just we because liked the it. harmony was so good. <laughs> and then we left it. That's okay. We could do that one day. Yeah, yeah. But 28, literally when we started, 2018. And then I always wanted to do it because I loved it. And then I finished it and write the lyrics. Oh, nice. It's a killer way to finish the record. It really is. I really like that song a lot. So congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, I did want to ask you, and I kind of alluded this uh, to this a little bit earlier, when you did this record, and this is the first true Shape of Water record, you guys, uh, was it more to be more synthy? And there's, I mean, there's guitars and stuff like that. It seems like there's more synth in this record than there was in Great Illusions, uh, where there was a little bit more crunchy guitars, but this one's a little bit more subdued. Not a bad thing. I really like what you've done on the record, but... Was that a conscious thought, or is it just the way you guys started writing this new material? I guess I think it was, you know, we started writing these music like this. To be fair, the early um, Great Illusion um, stuff were it was way more electronic than how actually it ended up being. Yeah. Um, really? Was that due to the producers? Because I know you had the one guy that would, uh, he produced like Creator and Ramstein. I'm like, uh, that, but on a couple what, songs, right? He just mixed those, right? Yes. Yeah. And then when we produced the album with Muses, uh, first producers, uh, producer. Um, so he, uh, he made, uh, made, made sure that the album sounded a bit more real, mm-hmm. uh, which we absolutely like it. Uh, but at the song at the beginning were much more electronic. Um, so we always had that that vibe. So it's like, you know, it, we love it. And it depends obviously on the song because there are some songs that um, they came out really just electronic. That's, you know, we were a bit, and uh, 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 at the beginning we were like a, a bit unsure if we wanted to leave them fully electronic. I'm talking about all them in the dark, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, because it was like, well, this is very different from everything else. But then we said, look, we are Shape of Water, so technically... We can do the fuck we want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's, it sounds like Eclipse gives you guys full autonomy for your record, your videos, everything. So that's that's awesome. You have full music autonomy. They're not like, hey, no, guys, we want more classic rock because you guys are going to be the new wave of classic rock. I'm glad that they're not pressuring you. Actually, actually, Chris uh, from Eclipse Record, he was like, you know, guys, the first time I heard from uh, Words of it, Words in Eternity, I had tears in my eyes. I cried, uh, and oh, so, wow. and he said, so I have to give you this. Uh, is is something that doesn't really happen to me. So I think you have to do. What you have to do. <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing. Just do what you want to do. Oh, that's awesome. It's great that you have that support, especially the way the music industry is now. So just off subject, uh, 
do you make much of anything off record sales or is it mainly touring merchandise and stuff like that it's mainly sort it's of, mainly, it's mainly yeah. merchandise in fact yeah <laughs> uh, nowadays it's, it's that's really uh, yeah the out on the income <laughs> yeah because i see that you guys actually do stuff you release some like shoes like tennis shoes here the other day you got backpacks you got all sorts of stuff so that's i don't know if you bring that to every show and it sells quite a bit or is it mainly just off the no. website yeah, mainly on the website because most of them are uh, on demand. Yeah, printing on demand. Just do not pay everything in advance and be with the house full of boxes. We already got that. <laughs> full of yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and see this. So we we thought probably it's better not to put shoes and bags as well. <laughs> so yeah, most of them are printing on demands. But oh, we always cool. like like we bring uh, you know some of our merchandise with the most important things with that people usually uh, buy obviously t-shirts necklaces uh, we, we got these new necklaces um, that are amazing and obviously we we print uh, CDs but with CDs um, we wanted to be a bit um, try not to be you know um, to do the same thing that every band does so like printing normal CD so we metal case oh that's awesome yeah yeah everything is in metal case and the good thing is that if you smoke weed you can hide the weed inside the metal case. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know back in the 80s uh there was a band that did that i thought it was the coolest thing uh i forget the name of the band it's like a hair band type thing but i remember always taking the cd out of the little thing i was like this is the coolest case but you can't put it in your cd rack this <laughs> but, you could like like on your desk or something like you could put it up there as like a uh, a decoration because it's really cool. It was like oh shit, let me pull this out, throw this in the computer, and rock out. So yeah, let me ask to go, go to the magazine just because nowadays who buys CDs? Yeah, CDs? make it special. Yeah, yeah. And so we decided to make it special. So at least you got something. And it's selling. You can remember, yeah, and it's selling. Yeah, yeah. people so, like. Do you, do you guys handle your own artwork as well, right? I do, yeah. Okay, I thought you did look in. So that's like a tree holding a baby. Is it sucking on the tree's nipple? I don't know what's going on. Is there tree sap coming out or milk? I'm, I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, actually, it's not a tree. It's more like uh, uh, an exploited ground, like uh, an exploited mother earth from exploited by this baby that has to grow that basically is like us so we we feed uh, on our own exploitation as human beings that was the meaning uh, oh, okay of the picture but uh, it's part of the love so it doesn't matter if we see it in a bad way or in a good way is simply what is happening is simply what ha what's happened so nature basically nature so love of fate amor fati it's awesome uh so and you guys i guess all the ideas for the videos do they come with you guys collectively or luke are you the main driver or well well definitely you well he does obviously all the shooting or the editing and you know some ideas that sometimes they they come after we shoot something so it's in but we we have some briefings before. yeah yeah we definitely talk a lot before doing uh, shooting the videos yeah yeah shooting the video even because sometimes uh, 
you can have a great idea, but then uh, after that someone says some words, you recognize that is probably banal. Mm. And so you have to change some little things here and there. But yeah, we it starts with an idea and then we always work on it. Like like the song, we do the arrangement together. Yeah. That's cool, man, because you, you guys definitely have a chemistry partnership there. It's, it's freaking awesome. Uh, so let's talk about Falling. That I guess that's the newest single, newest video. And that's a very, very cool video. I like this song, too. It's kind of mid-tempo, a beatish. Uh, got a good vibe to it. Uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about that song. Well, the song is pretty much is like a cry for help. Um, it's a bit more like about depression and also trying to find uh, meaning and help in someone. And in this case, it's not someone, it's actually something. And it's music. Uh, it's very like self um, uh, help. I, mean, say... I remember when Rox wrote this song, uh, he just came to me and he was like, oh, listen what I wrote. And I was like, fucking hate this song <laughs> it's because with all these major chords uh, I was like oh this is absolutely the most gay thing I ever <laughs> but, but I remember the day after I was at work and I had this thing in my head that was like I'm falling I was like oh shit <laughs> we I, to do this. it got you it got you <laughs> that's funny that's funny. I like the video too. It's it just every time you guys do a video, I don't know what to expect. I know it's going to be kind of artsy and weird, and I really dig that vibe. It's very cool. Thank you. Uh, last song I want to bring up. Uh, it's another one I really dig. Is Numbers. That's a very, very, very cool song too. So if you could tell me a little bit about how that song came together, meaning behind it. Okay, this song, uh, 
I work in a restaurant as well, and I do crazy shifts. <laughs> oh dear. Yes. And I work with a tie in a very nice suit. But sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I'm preparing myself at the mirror and I don't recognize myself. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck I'm doing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know that I need money to live, but this is not who I am. I should be doing something completely different. And here is where numbers started because when I am at work, I'm feeling a number. <laughs> and I think that this is something that a lot of people in our society can feel relate to, to. can relate to, yeah. Because we are uh, numbers to increase the markets, you know, and so I just needed to vomit that feeling outside <laughs> of me. Yeah. And so I was one day here uh, in this room, actually, with my acoustic guitar, uh, and I was just playing around uh, with chords and lyrics, and it came out pretty straight, actually, yeah, to be fair, that in, one, that, in like that, 30 minutes. <laughs> that's probably one of the few songs, actually, it's pretty much the same as it was at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, wow. So is there a lot of reworking on songs uh, that you have to, like, Work and work and work till you kind of get it, or yeah. Well, we, we, I think we, we, we we've been uh, you know now we, we improved a lot compared to a few years ago. <laughs> we improved a lot, like uh, let's say Scar version six hundred thirty nine. <laughs> you know, on the very illusions there is uh, uh, not all the things. Uh -huh. so that song, uh, the first time we wrote that song was in two thousand and seven. Oh wow! Okay. So you can imagine how many times we changed that. <laughs> and we did it in a death metal way, in a reggae way, in a dance way, in a funky way. It has thousands versions. of different versions. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but now, <laughs> now obviously, it's it's a bit better. Uh, most of the times, it's like, okay, I, I kind of dig the vibe of the song, so maybe we can um, work pretty much straight away, straight away on the arrangement. How, what, what kind of arrangement do you think we could... Uh, um, like we could apply to the lyrics and and then yeah, it's, to be fair now is Amofati came have all the songs uh, obviously we had some changes but definitely not Even some major changes but no yeah uh, not as much as great illusions yeah because I think we recognize in ourselves I know that is stupid talking about a blueprint when it's up to us, but the blueprint is not like a blueprint of the song, like like let's say an ACDC that you can clearly say. Yeah, yeah. Or Motorhead, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Can you clearly? But we have a blueprint that is not in the structure of the song itself, but in the way we decide to work on it. So that makes that made all the things slightly faster. Oh, okay. Well, I guess follow up question: a song that takes forever to finally get it right or in your head where like okay it's done is is are you do you feel better about a song like that that you worked 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 to get to where it is or is it more self-satisfying when you have a song like numbers that it's done one take finished i think it's pretty fair. Uh, uh, me personally i don't care whether it's, it's you know we take more time or or not as long as this, we actually like the final product but we have to say star child we uh that was you know it, we are pretty 
proud of that song because I think that's the song where we actually spend more time yeah. with um, because we really wanted to get it right. So, for instance, Star Child is kind of the same concept of the album, more like a, in, a, in a tech, technology way, I'd say. Um, so, at the beginning, the, the synth arpeggio, that is at the beginning, uh, the idea was to make it random, so a random arpeggio, to, to, to make you know to make you feel like everything is random but you have to suck it anyway and even because the synth we were using it was just a random synth so it's it, random just, it was just giving random notes and it was very cool the very first time we heard it but then uh, we started to be very picky <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, so we were, basically we, were, we were recording every single time that the, the you know the MIDI generator random generator was doing the, the thing and uh-huh. we were trying to think, oh, I like it, I don't like it, I like, well, maybe and not. And so it, it is a very big Frankenstein. But, but <laughs> at, the, at the end, we were like, hmm, I'm not sure if you like it. Then we ended up, be, you know, doing a bit more um, structured, so not very random. But still, uh, we, we, we spent a lot of time for that. And also the extra uh, layers uh, on the drum beats uh, and... Yeah, it's a very complex song. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely, definitely a complex song. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool, very cool too. Um, well, I tell you what, I, I, before we wrap up touring, you guys are playing out live. How are the crowds? Uh, it looks from what I've seen here with the shows I've been going to, everything's selling out, or not everything, but a lot of them are pretty close to packed houses. Live music's back. How has it been coming back from the pandemic where you guys started? playing again to where you are now. And my follow-up question is, will you guys be able to do any festivals this summer? Or have you done any festivals this summer? Okay, so (laughs) to be fair, for us, it was um, a big change because we went from not uh, having released any album before pandemic, so just starting as a band. And then after uh, everything started again, after the pandemic, we started basically promoting the album and playing in festival. It was like we really have seen a change between what was before pandemic and now. So for us, it's like wow, this is much totally different. Um, yeah, and there was a little bit of hype uh, after uh, after Great Illusion. So we started to see people that, on our concert that we didn't know, and that they that actually didn't know. Yeah, they knew our songs. And sometimes I feel bad because sometimes I forget lyrics live, <laughs> <laughs> and there are, and there are people that sing the song uh, and they know the lyrics better than me. And it's like uh, okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it definitely I can see. I mean, I'm not the the thing. What I'm trying to say is like I'm not sure if this is because people are, in general started going back uh, to see live music, or it's because you know. We, we didn't release any album before pandemic and then after pandemic um, it, obviously we had an album uh, out and not see, so people wanted to see us uh, yeah so but we uh, we having a, a growing fan base which definitely so is growing it definitely is growing yes uh, in fact that uh, we really need to thank all y- of them yes <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah we're actually playing in terms of festival we just played a week ago oh nice in a festival in, Ma- in Manchester, and it was amazing. SOS Festival, really, really, really good. 
Um, we actually opened the festival on Friday afternoon, well, evening actually. Um, fantastic crowd. Uh, again, they sang the song. And, and I, oh, that's I, awesome. And I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Um, uh, no, it's beautiful to see people, uh, you know, and then w- when you when you get off stage, they, they, they come to you and they, sometimes they know you already as a band, so they, you know, they, they're super excited to see you again. And, or sometimes, you know, we are a great discovery for them. And they, 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 they come to us and, and tell us that, you know, it's the, the best thing they ever seen. Uh, in the in the in the in the last few years, that sometimes they they say that yeah. to us, or you know, it's a great be sorry for for the festival, and yeah, future festival for this year we got Subfest. We're gonna uh, play at the, at the beginning of August uh, in in UK as well, and it's uh, this festival called Subfest, and it's it's very interesting because it's the third time we play in a row there. Uh, because you know we love um, the, the, the organizers and it's a fantastic place um, to be and, uh, and um, it's great. And then we're gonna play a at um, in Sheffield at the Academy uh, at the festival called HRH Sleaze. Uh, that should be really really cool as well. Um, and. What else? I can't remember. <laughs> That's it, I think. That could be another festival show at the, uh, the end of August, but we cannot announce it yet. So what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you guys at a live show, before or after? Well... <laughs> <laughs> There's something there, Luca. I can well, tell. I saw your face, man. Oh, yeah, there was... When we played, when we played in... Um, last year, we played at this um, amazing festival called uh, Call of the Wild. Uh, and so we, it was the first time we played. Actually, it was our first festival, like big, fat, big, big, pretty big festival. Yeah, pretty big festival. Uh, and so we 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 literally arrived with the car and we were going to the tents where we were playing. So uh, it was empty at that time because they, there was a switch. Uh, no, there was um, switching bands. And but there was, there was this guy. We arrived. It was this guy dressed as an astronaut. <laughs> okay. the but, but we didn't realize. You know, we said, "Who is this guy?" We, as we were uh, clo- um, um, going close to him, I was just realizing, oh, but he's, he's got written shape of water on his back. And then what they realized, he, he was dressed as one of the uh, character of our video, of Mars X. <laughs> he did the dress by himself. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And it, 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 Richie, Richie is, is an amazing person. It's basically is what is seen as a lot of times from, from that yeah. uh, Since time. Yeah, since then. Um, yeah, and then that, that was definitely that was definitely weird, but weird <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, really good way. Um, and also to mention that this guy um, and, and his lovely wife, um, they came to our release uh, gig when we released Amber Fati, um, and they brought us uh, <laughs> these thousands of wines, uh, Scottish wines, and, and and they also they are the guy that the people that made the necklaces we are selling. Uh huh. And they gave they gave us like this is for you it's for like, free. It's like <laughs> yeah. just to increase your merchandise as an act of support, and I was like, we were like, oh, thank you. This is truly amazing. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, guys, before I let you go. Uh, you want to play a song? 
your favorite well actually don't this would be fun i want both of you guys to pick a band that you're into and give me a song and then we're gonna finish with the shape of water song so rocks you're on the hot seat what band are you into right now and what song is like really your jam or do you listen to a lot of music i know some musicians that eh, i don't really listen to a lot but they gotta listen to something i'm thinking yeah <laughs> so. it, it depends on the you know i do it depends on the on the moment uh at this mo- particular moment i should not listen to a lot of things but i definitely i can i can remember the name but um is it the right song no um recently um when i say recently i could you know it could be like a few months um <laughs> but come on just play with me one second um i could give you two names of bands okay it could be either um ghost ghost oh okay or the smile so the smile Which? is is uh, to be fair, i go with the smile project the side project of radiohead yes such a good album it, such really album. okay yes it's obviously it's way different from what we do uh is is regular basically a bit more less electronic and more real than real like played nice uh, so what's the song the song is called the same the same let's do it Luca, it's your turn, man. Okay, I'm leaving a very intense Slipknot moment. <laughs> <laughs> Even because, like a month ago, I broke two ribs during okay. the Mosh Pit. <laughs> oh wow! Look at you still getting the pit. I'm done with those. I the last one. I was at a day to remember if you guys know them. Yeah. And I was in the pit. I'm 55. I got it. And this dumb bitch was like throwing water and beer, so the floor was super slippery. I slipped, hit my head, but it was awesome because metal fans are awesome. I opened my eyes, and there was a hand ready to pick me up and take me 
And I was like, okay, enough. I went back into the crowd <laughs> at that point. So. Yeah. I, I love mosh pits. <laughs> it's something that I cannot run away from. Uh, and I think the song I'm gonna say is one of their last one, and it's called Adderall. Adderall, yeah. Adderall? Uh huh. Adderall? Yeah. Yeah. And who's the band? Or is that band? Oh, okay. And uh, because the first time when they released the song, oh, uh, Slipknot are releasing a new song, and I was like, okay. And then I put the song on, and I was like, Hey, are they doing Shape of Water? What? This is not what, <laughs> really. What is this? And uh, at the end, I fell in love with the song, even because Corey Taylor is one of my favorite singers all the time. Definitely in my top five. The song is amazing. I don't know if all you right. know Let's the song. Do it. Let's play it. It's been awesome. Again, we have chemistry. You guys got to be yes, my new co <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, uh, Thank you so much for reminding us. It's, you know, we should actually uh, go to Sexo sometimes. I want to go there. Let's go yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Let's party. Let's party. No, I want to see you guys live. I really do. Uh, so maybe with my travels, I'll uh, check your tour schedule and I'll reach out to uh, U-Rocks and say, hey, man, where are you all playing? And if I can make it work, I would love to see you guys live and hang out and have some drinks. Have Absolutely. some fun. That would be amazing, yeah. But guys, thanks again for coming on. It's great catching up. Let's do this more often. Uh, I know you're busy. I'm busy, but we will definitely do this again. And uh, yes. congratulations on a great new record. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Well, guys, let's do it together. We're all going to do it. On the count of three, we're going to give the fans three horns up. So you ready? One, two, three. Horns up. Oh, okay. Let's go.